Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Welcome to Spirit Katana. I'm your host, the old man. I'm Ruby. And I'm Jade Fa. And together we are a father and children who are working our way through the Bible. Um, specifically, we've been working our way through the New Testament. Uh, we started with one of the Gospels, Luke, and um, moved on to Acts. And now we have reached James. All right. All right. So let's get started. Who has a highlight they would like to share? Um, verse one. Okay. It says, Greetings, my name is Jacob, and I'm a love slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm writing to all the twelve tribes of Israel who have been sown as seeds among the nations. What does that mean? Like, what does it mean he's a love slave and how? What? Um, alright. So, yeah, I find it really interesting with your translation there, Ruby. Because your translation has bent itself out of shape to try to avoid using the term slave and master and all that stuff. And now, suddenly, in this spot, it decides to use the term slave. (laughs) And it's so weird to me. Mine, says James, a servant of God. Not a love servant. Not a love slave. Mine says his name is Jacob. Well, I know. We've talked about this before. Yeah, way back. Because yours has mentioned Jacob before, too, in the place of James. Because oh, Jacob true. is the actual name, but they and decided to use James. Like, my thing has the top of the chapter, and it's a, and it has like the name of the book or whatever. Yeah. And it says James, and then in parentheses it says Jacob. Yeah, so there's a very good possibility that James is actually Jacob, but that doesn't really matter that much. Um, but anyway, so... It, Mine just says, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not not a love slave. A servant. <laughs> okay? Okay. Um, and what else was confusing about this verse? Uh, I think that was it. Oh, okay. I was going to be confused about something else, but it okay. played out in my mind. And I'm guessing, because you mentioned that this doesn't have any slanted words, I'm guessing that in their mind, because they're using the word slave instead of servant, they wanted to be acknowledged that it's a slave of like love it's because i am i love jesus and god so i am serving them to the point that it would be like a slave almost i don't know all right uh any other highlights do you have a highlight no oh, yeah i got highlights i have five and six and 27 all right i'll go ahead and do five and six if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask god who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you but when you ask You must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Oh, five, six, and seven, sorry. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So, uh, I particularly highlighted five, because one of my favorite stories in the Bible is um, Solomon's request of God for wisdom. Mm. Like, God's like, hey, what do you want? He's like, I want wisdom. 
didn't ask for riches and all that stuff. He's just like, I want wisdom. And then God gave him wisdom and riches and all that stuff. But like, and I've asked for that as well. Like, that's what I wanted. As soon as I read that in the Bible, I'm like, yes, that's, that's what I want is wisdom. And for a long time, I believed that I was granted to have a lot of worldly wisdom. <laughs> and then it's shifted over into more godly wisdom stuff. Not that I know everything or all that stuff, but like I, I keep seeking it and keep growing in it. So, um, but also just like another reference to when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Um, cause there's a verse in the gospels too, where it's like, um, asking, you know, you'll, it'll be yours or but you got to believe or whatever though, mm-hmm. or ask and then believe and it'll be yours. Like if you believe when you ask the, for the mountain to move, it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. I did not quote it accurately at all, but that one. <laughs> I know what one you're talking about. Yeah. And that's another favorite verse of mine. Um, just that, yeah, God's there and he is ready to work with you. Now, this doesn't suggest that you will just get whatever you want because you have to ask. And you have to be praying and praying God's will in it all, right? And mm-hmm. so say, hey, God, I want a million dollars. He's not necessarily going to give you a million dollars. Yeah. Because there's another verse, too. It's like, well, you asked with wrong motives or something like that yeah um did you have any you wanted to add before i get to 27 which is the last verse um yeah i highlighted verse 10 it says but those who are rich should boast in how god has brought them low and humbled them for all their earthly glory will one day fade away like a wildflower in the meadow um i just kind of like the verse because it's like people should boast in god for what they have because it Eventually it'll be gone, but if you, like, give thanks to God and, like, he'll remember that or whatever and he'll be forever. Mm. That's all. Do you have any highlights, Jade Bear? I, I do. Um. Yeah, I have uh, verse 5. Um, I'm mainly wondering, uh, like, in, like, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach. And it will be given him. Um, if any of you likes wisdom, let him ask God. What does that exactly mean? Like, ask God for more wisdom? Yeah. Oh. If you like wisdom, ask God for wisdom. And he will give it generously without being upset that you're asking for wisdom. Can you read that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I was just wondering, like, what exactly that meant. But now I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, verse 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Um, so, like, there's, it's, it, this one was interesting to me because there's a lot of people that get annoyed with um, religion. Even Christians will be like, well, we're not religious, which I don't necessarily fully agree with. We do things that are religious. Um, but the religion that we are supposed, we, but like there's bad religion or worthless religion. And then there's religion of God. And like, so this is where it says that religion that God, our father accepts as pure and faultless. So there's nothing wrong with it. And it is pure is to look after orphans. So yeah, the religion that God, our father accepts as pure and faultless. So like there is religion that is pure that he doesn't find fault with. And that's to look after orphans and widows in their distress. So children that have lost their family and women who have lost their family um and then also to keep yourself from being polluted by the world does do you know what polluted means i think think so so. (laughs) give me what you think polluted is i think pollution is um like at least like not 
spiritual pollution or whatever, but, like, actual pollution is, okay, well, actual pollution is, um, like, filling up the world with, like, trash and stuff and, like, if you don't recycle or whatever. Pollution is bringing anything that doesn't belong in it and ruins the stuff that it's in. So you throw a bunch of trash in the water and it gets it all icky or whatever. Um, putting a bunch of, like, smoke and stuff. Like, for example, even, like, somebody just smoking a cigarette in a room. You're kind of polluting the air in that room because everybody else now is not just getting straight-up oxygen. They're also inhaling cigarette smoke. Right? So anything, a contaminant, that is being introduced into the other stuff. So we... Are supposed to keep ourselves from being polluted ourselves our bodies our spirits from the world it's pollution not garbage and stuff like like trash but like bad ideas and the way the world what they seek and all that stuff much better example than mine yeah it's fine i just i wanted i wanted to hear where you were at so i could kind of help you along with what that means so. does that make sense yes good no. all right let's move on to chapter two all right ruby you have any highlights um at the end, I have 24 and 25. I have 23, 24, and 25. <laughs> and those are my only highlights. <laughs> so we share-ish the same only. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and start us off since I have 23. Well, you can read them all because mine might overlap. Sure. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness, which we actually went through in Hebrews. Um, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? So which was also mentioned back in Hebrews when they listed all those people that were had things credited to them as righteousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it was... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, there was a few Somewhere times. Somewhere in the Bible. Somewhere. And... So yeah, it's just, I, I mostly highlighted it because of 24, but I wanted all the context around it. Um, you see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, and not by faith alone. Yeah, I mainly highlighted 25, but 24 for context. Okay, and well, so why don't you tell me what you got out of it? Oh, why I highlighted it? Yeah. Um, I just kind of like how it's, a person is righteous and like God's eyes if they're like obeying him and not just because of some works or whatever. No, I've got it wrong. Um, so I like how God is like seeing people's works and not just faith and stuff. And I just like how they, and the reason I mainly highlighted 25 is because of um, how they use Rahab as an example of how like she did something good, and like I think she had some faith in that, and but she did. Yeah, yeah. I I think this one's tricky because a lot of times people look at things like this and be like, "Oh, it's a work based thing. You have to do good things, right?" And that isn't what God is saying or anything, right? Yeah. Because it is faith in God and believing in Jesus Christ and His sacrifice for us. But and I think if, maybe I should have highlighted verse twenty six too because this kind of like wraps it up. But um, if you have faith then you will be doing these things, right? Like Abraham did something out of faith. It wasn't just, well, I'll do this because God, like he had faith in God when he did it. And same with Rahab. And so like 26 says, as the body without the spirit is dead. So if your spirit's not in here, well, you're dead. You got nothing, right? Yeah. If you don't have God's spirit, then you're still dead to him. Mm-hmm. Even if you're living here as a not real zombie, but basically on earth. <laughs> Um, so yeah, faith without deeds is dead, which means, like, if you have faith, there should be 
works to be like you should see the fruits of that faith there should be fruit you'll know the tree by the fruit right so there is still works that come out of it (laughs) it's not just oh yeah i don't i believe well uh, do you because you're not acting like it (laughs) so yeah i just it's a really good um like helps like narrow things down a little bit and exactly what a christian life should look like okay all right well let's move on to james chapter three i have the whole first six verses highlighted so i'll go ahead and start us not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly we all stumble in many ways anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect able to keep their whole body in check when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, as is and is itself set on fire by hell. Um, I just is a very good example of why you need to be careful about what you're saying and keeping control of what your what words come out of your mouth, because um, that affects so much. You can hurt people, you can uh, wound them or mislead them and cause them to go astray. And you hurt yourself with them by saying things, by trying to talk great things about yourself. Now, obviously, it can be used to profess faith in God and all that stuff. That's good, right? But you need to keep it in check. You need to tame that tongue, right? Just like a wild horse, you need to tame it. And and I think these examples are great. Like the big ship, like those big, huge ships with all those sails. Yeah. They're big and heavy. You couldn't move it. Even if you're in the water and it's in the water and you're swimming and trying to push it, you're not going to do much because they're big. Yeah. And it needs the wind to push it. And yet, it takes one little piece (laughs) that you just move to help direct it (laughs) which way you need to go. (laughs) I I highlighted a few verses in there because, like, I agree with that. Mm. Like, um, I don't really need to read them because um, you just read it all. But how, like, the tongue is, like, um, like you said, can set forests on fire. Like, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very dangerous thing. A lot of evil and power is held up in the tongue. You want to say something, Jade Claire? Uh, yes. Um, I think that might be my application. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, and another big takeaway from this area, besides just the tongue, is that the very first verse. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. If you're up there, like, this is a very, like, if you see a pastor, you... A lot of people expect them to live these, like, perfect lives, which they don't, because they're human. But they have to be a lot more above any kind of faults, because any fault they have seems even bigger than if you weren't a teacher preaching up on there, right? And the same goes with, like, professions, too. Like, if you're a cop, you're expected to live a lot better of a life and do things more perfectly than people who aren't cops. You're supposed to follow the rules and obey the laws more perfectly. You're held to a higher standard because you're in a position of authority. So you will be judged even harsher if you break those things. Because, like, for example, if you are a cop and you are caught stealing from a store, you're probably going to be judged even harsher and lose your job. Whereas if I 
worked at a factory or whatever and I got caught shoplifting something out of a gas station, I'd get in trouble with the law and with the gas station, but I wouldn't necessarily lose my job at the factory. <laughs> and it wouldn't be big news either. It's like, oh, some idiot stole from the store instead of a cop was caught stealing from the store. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, you're going to be judged more harshly if you are in those kind of positions. And it's kind of the same thing here with being a teacher of, you know, godly things, mostly is what he's referring to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... All right, cool. Uh, anything else from James chapter three? Nope. Um, you took all my highlights. No. <laughs> just like you did in the chapter before. We're just copying. Mm-hmm. All right, James chapter four. Again, highlighted the beginning, but only a couple verses this time. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire to have, or you desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask God. Oh, here it is. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. I just mentioned this. Yeah, you did. I I was like, it's in there somewhere, but we hadn't gotten over it yet. It's right here. (laughs) I don't think you did. Um, and you didn't just mention it. Okay, two chapters ago or three chapters ago, I don't know. Anywho, um, a lot of this is sounding familiar as if I've, like, memorized it before. I think I have. Well, that's, it's possible you have. No, we have. Okay, cool. It was a junior quizzing. Oh, right. But I've also, but me and your mother have also brought up verses one and two to you before. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire and do not have, so you kill. Well, you don't necessarily kill, like, the physical body. Yeah. But you say mean things. You kill with your tongue sometimes. Yeah. Um, And you covet, but you cannot get what you want. Covet means to really want that thing that that other person has. So you quarrel and argue and fight. That's what causes the fights and quarrels. (laughs) It's because of what you want. It is a selfish desire that causes that. Um... Mine it probably sound my book probably sounds fam- more familiar because I'm reading ESV and I only memorize in ESV. Sure. So yeah, so it's just a good thing to like keep in check our own desires, our fleshly desires, and like who do we ask for things? We ask God. It's like, ooh, I really wish I had these things. No, I don't want to take their thing. I should not be seeking what they have because God will provide what I need to have. <laughs> so yeah, that's just yeah. I do have more highlights besides the one you just stole from me now. Cool. <laughs> um, I highlighted verse 9. Mm. Um, it says, Feel the pain of your sin. Be sorrowful and weep. Let your joking around be turned into mourning and your joy into deep humiliation. Um, they th- the reason I highlighted this is because um, it's just like, don't be sinful or whatever because then god will like give you punishment and well um i don't know how that verse on its own sounds very strange it used to sound strange to me but then well when you read through it you probably had the rest of the context but when you highlight it you only highlighted that part because that was the most impactful point but without the rest of it it sounds a little weird i bet you is what happened i do that all the time (laughs) oh um but basically he's like so if you go up a bit, and there's a lot in here, um, but it's talking about being humble and not proud and not prideful or whatever. Um, so God opposes the proud and he shows favor to the humble. So like if we are 
all about getting the things we want and fighting over. Because remember, this chapter this chapter started with the whole quarreling over things because we're not asking God for these things, right? Uh-huh. So if you're the one getting them and taking them from other people or just getting them on your own and not asking God and stuff, you're going to take pride in all these things and joy in all these things and love these things that are God. And you're not going to be humble. And eventually he's like, God oppo- he quotes something from the scripture, said, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. So submit yourselves then to God, which is the verse I highlighted, seven. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So like all that stuff that you're pursuing on your own, you're just following devilish pursuits at that rate. Yeah. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So you have to get rid of all these temptations and stuff and wash your hands of it and come to him and grieve, mourn. This is your verse, but my translation. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. With ten, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. So when you are caught in sin, it's not even necessarily stuff, right? It's just sin in general. If you have sin in your life, you shouldn't be taking joy in it. You should be resisting it and fleeing from it. And it should bring... Because there's plenty of people that have taken joy in their sin and laughed about it and all that stuff. And they should not be doing that. They shouldn't be taking pleasure in it. And you should change that fun, quote unquote, into despair, basically. You should grieve what you've done to God and to others and mourn it and humble yourselves and be like, God, I have really screwed things up and I kind of suck because I'm a human being and I've just been doing all these sinful things please rescue me and he will and then you don't have to worry about it anymore it doesn't mean you have to be mournful and sad all the time because now he's freed you of it but you need to first be mournful of it and turn away from it and repent from it and then god will be like good i'm glad that you don't want to do that anymore just follow me and you can be happy doing that then even when bad things happen to you you can take joy in that because it's not because you did something bad it's just because god is because people don't want god and they're going to be mad at you and try to hurt you because of it Um, so sorry to kind of hijack yours, but I hope I helped you no, that's fine. process that yeah. one. All right. Any other highlights? Nope. All right. I have one more. The final verse. The final verse. 17. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. So if you know something that's good that you're supposed to be doing and you choose not to do something that you're supposed to do, that is sin. So that sin isn't always doing something bad, like do it purposely acting and doing something awful like stealing but not helping somebody that you are sure God is calling you to go help, that is also sin if you don't do it. Doing nothing can be a sin if you know that you're supposed to be doing something specific, which generally you should be doing something, I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, I mean, sometimes you're called to do nothing about a situation. Some situations, yes. And so if you're not supposed to help out, you need to like take a step back. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard because sometimes there are good things that you could do. But you're not the one that's being called to do it. Yeah, um, there's a story that that kind of reminds me of in the Bible, of how, like, a master was leaving and he left, um, a portion of money with three of his servants, like, ten hundred dollars to one and five one hundred or whatever. Yeah. This is just an example. Yep. Different. I know what you're talking about, though. And, like, how the one with ten hundred doubled it and the one with five hundred doubled it. They both got rewarded, but the one with one hundred just dug a hole and hid it away. Yep. And he was supposed to do something. Right. Alright, let's move to James chapter 5. Any highlights? Um, I at least highlighted verse 3. But verse 3. And your gold and silver are corroded as a witness against you. You have hoarded up treasure for the last days, but it will become a fire fire to burn your flesh. 
Um, is that saying like you're hoarding up treasure instead of storing your treasure in God so you'll go to hell and it'll burn you? Is that what it's meaning? Um, yeah, so it start at the beginning of it start like of the chapter says, Now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you, your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Like you have to be careful with this because it just says you rich people, but not all rich people are like this, right? Some people have plenty of money on earth that aren't sinful people. But a lot of people that are rich, a lot of times they are pursuing that over anything else and hurting family, friends, people they don't know, and not following God. Yeah, someone could just be rich because they've got a good job and God's been good to them. Like Yeah, absolutely. And maybe he trusts them with it to, to give to other people and that's great. Yeah, maybe they are still rich right um and so yeah so he's just saying like those of you that that's what your focus is you're just focused on your money and being rich yeah it's all gonna pass away and it's basically fire because you are going to burn (laughs) because you're not with god because it doesn't last right the moths have already been eaten away at their clothes and all that stuff (laughs) even the stuff we have and i wouldn't call us rich by any means it doesn't last does it it gets broken and all that stuff and you have to just like Okay, it's just stuff. <laughs> We're not taking it to heaven with us or to the new earth or anything. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, any other highlights, Ruby? I've got a lot of underlined stuff, but I'm not sure how much of it's actual highlights. Okay, well, I'll share one of mine. I have 11. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Um... So, do you know what the word persevere means? Um, persevere? Yep. Get through, like, hard stuff, like, persevere you through You keep it. going even when it's hard. Yes. Exactly. What you said. Um, there's a simple way to say it, I think. Um, and so, we count, we count people blessed, if who, those who have persevered, right? So, if you persevere, you're blessed because you've learned things from it, right? You've become stronger. It may have hurt, you may have lost things, but you are now a stronger person and probably closer to God, which is why you're a stronger person, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it mentions Job's perseverance. You remember Job? Do you know the story of Job? I know you haven't gotten there in your Old Testament Bible study stuff yet, but uh, have you? do you know the story of Job anyway? It's... I think I actually read oh, it in my action Bible. Is he the one um, who got all the boils on his skin and lost his children and his wife and stuff? Be- well, I don't I don't think his wife died. No, his wife didn't die. Oh, yeah, because he had... He had she told died. him to turn and, like, she even started to believe that Job was not a good person or was doing something. Or She told him to curse God and die, I think. I think that's what she told him to do. <laughs> that's exactly what she told him to do. Yeah. Oh, my. I read it in the Action Bible. Yep. But yeah, he's the one who had, like, his children died, his stuff, because um, he had all kinds, of, he was, like, a very wealthy person, wonderful children, oh, well, yeah. I, I don't know. he had children, I don't know if they were wonderful, I guess. Um, well, he had ten children, I think it said, who got along very well and everything, but they were oh, all, yeah, possibly. they were all at a party at their, yeah, and at a collapsed. sibling's house. And yeah, then... and they all died, and he lost lots of flocks and all that stuff, and then his, then his health away. eventually was taken from him, too, because God kept allowing Satan to attack him, basically. First, God said, do not touch him, but you can touch the yep. things around him. And then yep. eventually, Satan's like, well, of course he's not going to stop believing in you. I haven't affected his health yet. And then God's yep. like, okay, you can affect his health, but do not kill him. And Job kept persevering. He would he would not turn against God. And then he had those three friends that showed up. 
that kept saying, well, you must have done something wrong if this is happening, because God only does this to people who've sinned, which a lot of people even now still believe that that's how God works, and it's not how God works. Um, and even then, he's like, I have not done anything wrong. Then, because of his friends in that argument, and this is somewhat controversial, some people will disagree with me on this, I think, but eventually... Job does start to say some things that aren't in line. He doesn't necessarily curse God, but he does start saying, Hey, God, I've done nothing wrong. This is not fair. You need to stop that and come and talk to me about this. And so there's a slight shift in pride or something there where he's like, he's not necessarily cursing God, but he's like, Hey, I'm innocent. And nobody's actually fully innocent, are they? But God also isn't doing it to him. He's allowing it to happen to him. And then another person also shows up, this fourth friend, who's the youngest, and he's like, you three friends suck because you are not actually understanding what's going on here. And Job, you also, I think, maybe have overstepped a little bit. <laughs> and then God basically comes in through the, the storm and kind of reaffirms basically what Elihu said, I think. I think. And then goes in a whole spiel. And then Job's like, ah, yes, okay. Sorry, God, I did overstep just a little bit. I'm sorry. And apologizes and humbles himself. And then God restores everything. I mean, he doesn't bring his children back to life. Uh, but he gives him more children yeah. and stuff. I still think And more wealth. <laughs> and so he was a rich person who was who I followed God. I think it's sad that his children died. It is sad. Well. And that he didn't get them all back. And here's the thing. A lot, of, a lot of times people have trouble with things like that and death of people and families. Like, well, how could God take away my child or allow well, my child to be I know he's away? teaching lessons and like that, but like, so it's... It is sad. I completely agree. But if if you've done a good job, well, if you've done your role, but they they still have to make a choice, obviously. But if they are following Christ themselves or believers in God, where are they going to end up? Heaven. Or the new earth or whatever, however that works. And where's Job probably going to end up? So they're going to be reunited in eternity, which lasts a whole lot longer than their time on Earth. So, yes, it does suck. And it might suck for, like, 30, 40 years, however long they're going to live after that, right? But that, and that's all you know, so it feels like a long time. We talked about this, too. But eternity is so much longer that you're going to forget about all the hardships back here in your life. Well, he already probably they will be forgot about nothing. He probably forgets about them sometimes, especially with his new children. Possibly. I mean... I don't know if you... You would never completely forget them. Oh, you, completely forget? No. It'll get easier over time because they will have been gone for longer and longer. And sometimes, like, um, you can forget about things while still remembering it. Like, I can remember something at one point, then I'll get distracted for, like, an hour, and then I'll remember it. Again. Yeah. And I, it might not even necessarily be easier, but it... Because it'll always be painful, I think. But... You will you will experience it less and less because it won't come up over as much mm-hmm. into your mind. Anyway, um, I just think uh, yeah. So anyway, that was Job. Um, perseverance, perseverance, and Lord, the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So He will have mercy on us. He does have compassion, and even if we don't really get to experience it here, we are going to experience ultimate salvation and peace in eternity, which is going to be which. Is so much more important, so it doesn't matter really what happens here, which helps us to persevere if you think of things that way. Like, oh yeah, my children died. That's sad, but I will see them again. And even if I don't see them again because they have turned from God, God will bring me peace and joy, and I will get to experience peace and all that stuff once I reach eternity, because there will be no more tears. Um, Did you have something you wanted to share, Ruby? Yes. Okay. My 
application, probably, actually. Okay. Um, it's verse 9. Since each of you are part of God's family, never complain or grumble about each other, so that judgment will not come on you, for the true judge is near and very ready to appear. Um, I don't know if it's the exact verse, but I also have memorized some of this in ESV. And, like, it's basically don't judge one another because you will be judged. And I have sometimes... Are you saying you're judgmental sometimes? Yes. <laughs> I would never have described you that way. Just kidding. <laughs> when you describe me to people, you describe me as judgmental. No, 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 no. But I, you do get judgmental sometimes. <laughs> what chapter are we still Five? Oh. Oh, yeah. Warning Rich. Um, yeah, mine specifically says don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Well, and you well. and grumbling at others is meaning that you're upset with them because of something they've done, which is a judging kind of way to go, right? It may not have even been this verse, but like, the judge is coming near. Yep. Judge is standing at the door. He's right there. <laughs> you can be upset. I mean, it's, it's not fun to have people sin against you, but you also have to remember that you sin against others. <laughs> So, anyway, I also highlighted... That might also be second application. Okay. I also highlighted 16, and I think this is actually really interesting and applicable after what Jadefire brought up earlier about sharing applications. <laughs> Verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So not only do you share it so that you can be held accountable for it, but then we know where each other's at and we can pray for each other. And if more people that listen to this can also pray for us. <laughs> and if they ever share anything with us in emails or whatever, we can also pray for them. It is good to be praying for one another. We're okay. called to do it. <laughs> right here in James. <laughs> I wonder how many people have listened to these. Yeah, I don't know. But... We'll keep going, because even if nothing else, we get to talk about it, and we can pray for each other, and help each other, right? And we can always go back and listen to them ourselves, and be like, oh yeah, I used to have trouble with that, but now I don't. And don't we know a few people who are listening to them? I know your grandmother has listened to at least some. Which which side? Your grandmother? Your side? Yeah, my mom. Okay. And I um, know that your mother has at least listened to some. And uh, uh, actually both our grandmas have been listening to them. Oh, and then my friend and his son may have listened to some. I know they've thought about it at least. Oh yeah, my brother's listened to some of them too. He was all caught up at one point even, so I don't know if he's still listening, but he definitely was. So at least people, some people we know and, have listened to him. And my friend is actually, um, like, the one that's been going to quiz practice with me. Okay. Um, He's actually starting to plan on listening to him too. Cool. So, at least if nothing else, there's some people. See, I knew people were they just like us. I know that there's not been a whole lot of views on YouTube yet. <laughs> so that's if but, if other people are listening, that is not the preferred choice, but it's out there. <laughs> but that's the only way my friend can listen to them. Is YouTube? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, so, good, good. It was a little while ago that I checked, so maybe it's changed too. But um, one other thing I should probably... But since, since we brought up YouTube, I should say, yeah, we're on YouTube. Um, what is my YouTube channel? It might be just Hunterfield Manor or Institute, one of the two. And our email, if you want to get a hold of us for corrections or be like, hey, you got this wrong or I completely disagree with you here and here's why. Great. I love it. I love to study that stuff up. I can always use more information and parse through it and stuff because I am certainly not a 
biblical expert. <laughs> um, I've read through it more than once, but I'm always learning. Um, and so you can get a hold of us at hunterfieldmanor at gmail.com. And that's hunterfield, so H-U-N-T-E-R-F-I-E-L-D, and manor, M-A-N-O-R, at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, uh, so now that that's out of the way, oh, we're also on Spotify if you weren't listening to us there. And I've definitely tried to get it on Apple. It said it was there, but I haven't found it there. But I haven't checked in a little bit, so you can kind of look around there, see if it's spirit Katanas are around there, too. And if it is, you can um, review us there and rate us there and leave comments there, too. But just so you know, I'm a little unfamiliar with how all that works, so it might take me a little bit before I see what's there. <laughs> and you can leave comments on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, and I think it's on some other things, too, but those are like the main ones I know that I was trying to get things worked out. Um, but application. Um Jadefire, you shared a couple of spots. One was the grumbling judging, right? Uh, yeah, the one with the tongue. Oh, and the other one was the tongue. Yeah. Yes. Tame your tongue. Okay. And Ruby, yours is the grumbling one? Yep. Don't okay. judge. Don't judge. Um, um, I mean, that that part wasn't exactly... Like, the don't judge part wasn't my application. It like, was the grumbling against your brothers and sisters. Um, even, like... What you said, like, e- like, don't be mad that they did something wrong. Oh, gotcha, because you've also sinned against others. Yeah, that. Um, what is mine? Yeah, I have a lot of good stuff here. Um, oh, uh, chapter 4, verse 17. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. It's really easy for me to not to do things. Um, so, um, there's been times where it's like, oh, I know this is a good thing, but I just don't want to do it <laughs> um and so yeah that's just a good application for me uh with that i believe it is jade fire's turn to pray okay dokie um dear um dear god uh help us have a wonderful um week um and help the rest of the year go well and help everybody to just do better amen Amen. Amen.